The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens 17-10 to and keep their best chances for the playoffs alive. We'll talk about that, TJ Watt's injury, and a lot more here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn. Dot com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a victory Sunday podcast. Kind of Saturday if you're listening to it late Saturday night, but you get my point. Your Pittsburgh Steelers went into Baltimore, got it out a 17 10 victory to finish the season at 10 and 7, sweeping the Ravens, finishing with a 5 and 1 division record, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now just need one of three things to happen. One of those three things is literally happening as I am recording this. I am recording this during the Texans-Colts games because I am assuming that game will not result in a tie. If it does, I'm going to go nuts. But presuming that that's not going to happen because that's highly unlikely, we will do a whole new sh- I promise you I'll do a whole new show if, they, if, if that does happen and they are in the playoffs. It it all comes down to either the Titans beating the Jaguars or the Dolphins beating the Bills. We'll get to all those scenarios later. But let's talk about this win real quick because this was an impressive win by and in, in, in crazy situations. And yes, the Ravens were playing backups, so were the Steelers. Um, and there were a lot of things going into this game. But with that weather, with that craziness on the road, you know, this was a chance where the Steelers. It, with two fumbles in scoring position, this is a chance for the Steelers to blow an opportunity, and they didn't do that. They, they kept fighting. They found a way to win. Najee Harris, powerful in this game, back-to-back 100-yard rushing performances for him now. He has become kind of the face and the leader of this offense in a lot in a lot of ways. Mason Rudolph also deserves a ton of credit. Uh, 18 of 20, 152 passing yards, one touchdown, a passer rating of, of 115. It's his third straight game with a passer rating of over 100. I think at least 112 if I have to, if I have to look back at all the games. Um, but he is playing so efficient. And he wasn't elite in this game, but again, he does what you expect him to do. Did he have a bad turnover? Sure. But you know what? He hung in there in a tight game. He didn't make all the, the, the crazy mistakes he could have. He And even when things were struggling and people were wondering, ah, oh, man, should Kenny Pickett go back in there? He hits he he hits Deontay Johnson on a slant who and he takes who takes it for a house for a house call and a big game score that put the Steelers up uh for good in, in that game. Also, to give him credit. Uh, you know, he had another option open underneath right away, and he didn't take it. He he saw something else in the defense and said, "Hey, you know, we they, we knew that they were keying in on Pickens. We knew that they were keying in on Fryermuth. So we so I waited for that to get open, and he hit him. Uh, big kudos to Mason Rudolph making a veteran play there and 
being a leader from the quarterback position. But Najee Harris deserves a ton of credit, man, because this was a game, 26 carries, 112 rushing yards uh, and a touchdown, a 4.3 yards per carry average. Also caught five passes of, of his five targets for 21 yards. One of those was a big uh, red zone uh, conver conversion that, that gave the Steelers a goal-to-go situation. He has really helped resurrect this offense, as has Mason Rudolph. I think Najee Harris is is very much also the leading component of it. He's the guy that everyone's getting behind. Everyone's everyone's kind of feeling, and he's kind of leading the charge. And it's really set the tone for the Steelers right now. And that's what this is one of those situations. Now you're ten and seven, and you are feeling strong about how you're playing. The defense uh, stringing things together despite all the injuries, even with TJ Watt going out late in the third quarter. And we'll get to his injury. We'll have Dr. Karina Maharaja, who's been on the show, to come on and explain what his injury is and what the impact is moving forward. We'll have that in the second segment. But I want to. To, to, to focus on just the fact that this defense on top of the offense, this there's so much concerted effort to get the job done, to finish your to finish your job, to do the routine things routinely. And it's coming through. And it's part of this goes back to the coaching job, the Steelers staying focused to find a way to, to gut out wins, even when things are going against you with those two uh scoring possession fumbles. Um, you know, with with the bad weather, with this, you know, it looked like at, time, at one point the Steelers might be snake bit. They turned out to be able to fight through all of it. Eric Rowe, uh, we were told in the in the, the Steelers were, informed us in the locker room that his nickname is actually Death Row. Now he has played very well for the Steelers. Twelve tackles in this game, forced a fumble, was all over the place for the Steelers defense. Deserves a ton of credit for what he brought back, even when he returned from injury with a neck injury in the in the game. Uh, T.J. Watt, two sacks, eight tackles, phenomenal. Given the Defensive Player of the Year, I don't care. You know, Miles My Garrett ain't had ain't, ain't had uh, two sacks in his last six games combined. Uh, he has 19 sacks on the season. Right now, that leads the NFL. We'll see if Trey Hendrickson catches him uh, with his game against the Browns tomorrow. But either way, T.J. Watt has been a game wrecker all season long, and he's got the numbers to back, to back it up. I think he's, he's proven that. Uh, Marcus Golden gets a sack in crucial time. Mark Robinson with a huge force fumble and a big sack, uh, you know, five tackles to go along with it. The Steelers, again, just getting answers from so many different places. That is the important part of this. And I think that that is where the Steelers are looking at this and saying like, hey, um, you know, we, 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 we've been able to focus and find a way to gut out wins. And that's important for a team right now because that was a game. If that, if that weather is a little bit clear, I bet you they air it out a little bit more. Uh, but they find different ways to, to win, and that's what good teams are supposed to do. Now, are the Steelers a good team? I think right now they are. They haven't been all season. If you were to take them for 17 seasons, I'd say they're very – they're slightly above average, you know, but – you know, I say that the way they've played the last three games with Mason Ruff taking over with the feel that they've gotten on offense, with the consistent effort that they, they put out on defense, um, I look at this team as the last three games. This, this is a good team because they find ways to win. And this was a game where the Ravens, even with their backups, they made a concerted effort to double team George Pickens all game long. Mason Ruff never bit on it. He never fell for it. He said, hey, you know what? You want to take him away? Fine. I'm going to go where you're not. And he can and he hit everyone else. George Pickens didn't even get a target in this game. He just got a carry that got a first down on a third and short. Um, but they, they didn't fall for the bait. They didn't try to force it to their playmaker. And also George Pickens, not one lick of pounding, not one lick of anything, uh, any noise. In fact, when Deontay Johnson scored his touchdown, first person to greet him and celebrate with him was George Pickens. So a lot of the a lot of the, the stuff that was worrying about his attitude, would he ever get fixed? It's looked a lot better the last three weeks. And George Pickens. Uh, fitting fitting right in with the Steelers. Uh, and, and this is a team right now that they're a tough team. And 
if I'm an AFC team, I would not want to have to play the Steelers week one. I'd rather get, you know, uh, I'd rather get maybe the Colts or the Texans or one of these, one of the other teams or the Jaguars, uh, you know, because the Steelers right now, their offense is humming. Their defense is finding ways to make plays. And Mike Fitzpatrick also, he didn't play in this game, but he did say he will be, he would be available if the Steelers made the playoffs. Could be a very interesting team to watch down the stretch. But will they have TJ Watt? That's a question that some people online are saying this, that, this, that. He could play if he wanted to. He can't play at all. We actually got our doctor, Dr. Krina Maharaja, on the show. She'll give you her perspective when we're back here on the second segment here of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stay tuned. We got a lot to discuss here on the show. But first, we want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why you need the right people to hire on to your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make that easier to find those people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to help reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make, make, make it easy to, to focus on candidates you that just with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion after the Steelers' victory, victory on Saturday and with a Victory Sunday podcast here. Um, and we will still kind of do a Victory Monday podcast, I guess, but we'll see if the Steelers make the playoffs. We'll get into the playoff scenarios for a sec. But everyone, as soon as T.J. Watt went down in the third quarter, all of Pittsburgh, their breath held. You could feel like, oh. That that could be it. That could be the whole season. It doesn't matter what happened there. They need TJ Watt. He is the, the heart and soul of the team. He's the biggest playmaker. He's the best player on the team, best defensive player in the league. They need him. And you can see him pounding on the ground. He get, you know, he kind of gets up. He does walk off on his own power. Uh, but with all the news and information, we heard from JJ Watt. We heard some of this different stuff. I wanted to get our own doctor, Dr. Karina Maharaja, who's been on the show several times before, to give us her explanation of what. Uh, the injury actually is and what the likelihood of his recovery would have to be. Here's Dr. Karina Maharaja with, with me on the show. We're now joined by a good friend of the podcast who's been on several times before, Dr. Karina Maharaja, who's been on this show several times. She's a doctor in physical therapy. Uh, Dr. Karina, we got to talk to you about TJ Watt's situation because all of Pittsburgh feared the worst when he was seen pounding the turf uh, in the third quarter of the Steelers game against the Ravens. JJ Watt, his brother, has revealed to us that it is a grade three MCL sprain and not a tear. So the internet, and you know, there's a lot of people saying that the internet is going to take six weeks, but can you tell us first? what actually an MCL, a grade three MCL sprain is. Yeah, let's talk about where your MCL is. It's the okay. bone, it's the, um, it is a ligament that connects your femur and your tibia. It's on the inside of your knee. Um, so there are three grades to an MCL sprain. Let's think of them as mild, moderate, and severe. So grade three is the most severe kind. 
But the good thing in the case of an MCL sprain is although it's the most severe and usually means a full, um, you know, a full injury of the uh, ligament in that it could have been spliced. It could have been completely torn. Um, we just won't know that till we see the uh, MRI and know more in that information. But um, usually there is not surgical fixation required unless other ligaments are involved like an ACL. Um, so we just have to get more on the imaging. But if we are gonna, if it's just the MCL, if it's just the sprain, um, I think conservative treatment is possible, which is rest, ice, elevation, um, maybe getting some compression or a, a brace on there for him to make it more stable in the coming weeks. Um, and I think that aggressive physical therapy um, could have him back in six weeks. Um, so, yeah. so, so here's the question. The six weeks thing, that is that is like what you look up on the Internet and you see what a normal person is. Is that also what a professional athlete is going to be like if you're a doctor, you say this. There's no way this guy is playing not only next week, but like if somehow the Steelers kept going in the playoffs two, three, four weeks, he, there's, there, there's no way that he, he should be back on a field. If we're really looking at a grade three sprain, I don't think um, he would be back on the field in the next few weeks. Okay. Um, I think that healing um, from a sprain of this caliber can take six weeks to, I hate to say it, a few months. Um, mm. But again, that depends on the person, the caliber of your therapy. Let's look at um, TJ Watt, though. He's already in a much better position um, in, in terms of his shape and conditioning to his joints and his muscles and his um, overall conditioning. So his his recovery might not be the same as me, um, just a normal non-athlete. Um, so it, that could work in his favor. Uh, that that's what the Steelers have to be hoping for is something there. It seems that I mean, we do know that there were reports that TJ Watt was trying to go back into the game, even mm -hmm. with his injury. That's also just TJ Watt. He's an ultimate competitor and that thing can kind of happen. Is that normal for like a, an athlete if, with that kind of an injury to maybe like try to power through? Like, can you like generally walk on, on it with full strength, even with that kind of an injury? Yeah, so what what he's going to start feeling probably this evening tomorrow is some more swelling coming into that joint. Um, and that's going to be more limiting. But immediately, you don't really feel you feel some soreness. And the other big symptom is instability of your joint. It feels like it's catching or locking giving way. Um, and so that is probably the number one thing he started to feel, but you can mm. still walk on it. You saw him walk off the field right? and right. it didn't look like anything was wrong. Um, but probably in the, in the couple of hours since it's happened, there's an onset of swelling, further instability, difficulty getting that leg in full extension. Um, and just, just, I think the biggest worry if you sent him back in would be the instability of that joint and then tearing an ACL along with that, um, with having that sprain of the MCL. Okay. Sounds like according to Dr. K, TJ Watt, most likely if the Steelers are in the playoffs, he will not be available next week. Maybe not even for the rest of the season. Cause they only have the, the next three weeks and then the Super Bowl. So unfortunate news there. We'll get the official word from the Steelers, but Dr. Karina, thank you so much for all your insight. Let, let people know where they should follow you and see and see more of you online. 
Yes, you can find me on Instagram at kmaharaja, um, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Karina Maharaja, and follow all my physical therapy journey on there. So with all that being said, it is it does seem unlikely that TJ Watt would be able to play through this injury. Now, there's the sense that, you know, like, like Karina was saying, maybe, you know, he's superhuman and he's able to perform on this at a rate. But do you want 50% TJ Watt fighting fighting on that injury and risking himself at a at a current an injury that could, you know, damage the rest of his career? Or do you want to try to try, try to, you know, win with the depth that you have and see maybe if he if, if two weeks helps him get back, get back to get back to at least maybe 80% or something like that. Would you rather see that? My point, my thing here is wait till the doctors see, see, say what they say and then go from there. But from the, from this point is not a good standing for TJ Watt uh, to play next week if the Steelers were to make the playoffs. And that's an unfortunate situation because it was just a happenstance play that kind of just bad luck. Montrevious Adams banging into his knee the way he did. Um, and it's it's unfortunate, but the Steelers have shown they have depth there. Last, just last week, Nick Herbig had a sack, force fumble, and, and a fumble recovery that put the Steelers in position to to win that game. This week, Marcus Golden had a sack to give the to, 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 to force the to, the Ravens to kick a field goal late in the game instead of trying to go for a touchdown, and that was a big part of them winning the game. So uh, you you've seen the reserves come in and make plays. Maybe the Steelers are much better suited than they ever have been with TJ Watt as their starter and their superstar to be able to fill in for at least a game or two if he's not able to play. Again, I'm not saying that he is or isn't out. All I'm saying is that was Dr. Karina Maharaja giving her professional opinion as a doctor in physical, physical therapy um, and uh, and hearing from her and just get, get gauging things off of what we've seen and heard so far uh, on, on TJ Watt. But with all that being, being said, I really do think the Steelers – are a team that you don't want to face if you're an AFC team and you're trying to figure things figure things out to start your playoffs because this team is hungry, they believe in themselves, and they got nothing to lose. I'll talk more about that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast after the next break. I'm Chris Carter. Stick with me. We got a lot to discuss. But first, we want to remind you that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through all of them. I've been faced plenty of times in my life when I've tried to shoulder a lot of burdens and found the best answers thanks to the help of good therapists. That's where BetterHelp Online Therapy can come in for you. They assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in uh, in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And they have a special way for, for our listeners to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue the show here talking about the Steelers and their playoff chances. So now, again, I'm presuming that this game ended in not a tie for the for the uh, Colts and uh, in Texans game. I swear to God, if it ends in a tie and I have to redo this show, I'm going to hate myself. But let's just say it didn't. 
and let's go with the logical reason. One of those teams won the game. It comes down to just two factors now. You can exclude the Broncos-Raiders game. That is out now. The Steelers won. Doesn't matter. Uh, we thank uh, Sarah Bettinger for his, for his uh, input on that game, just in case the Steelers did lose this one. But now you look to the Steelers game. Um, the, 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 now you look to the Steelers' two, two needs, or one of two needs here. They need the Titans to beat the Jaguars, or they need the, the Dolphins to beat the Bills. And if the if either one of those happens, doesn't need both, just one of them, the Steelers go to the playoffs, and uh, it, it could be. Now, there's three different scenarios in it right now for the Steelers to make the playoffs, again, presuming that the tie doesn't happen tonight as I'm recording this. Um, you could face either the Bills, the Dolphins, or the Chiefs in the first round. If the Dolphins win and the Jaguars win, the Steelers will play the Dolphins as the seventh seed in the AFC playoffs. And that will allow them to uh, that allow them to, to travel to Miami as the seventh seed. So then, but there's also the configuration: if the Bills win and and the Jaguars win, the Steelers are out because they would be they'd be out of the playoffs. But if the Bills win and the Jaguars lose, then the Steelers uh, would be would would be the seventh seed traveling to the buff to Buffalo as they'd be the two seed. There's also the possibility though of the of the Dolphins winning and the Jaguars losing which would then make the Steelers the sixth seed as the Bills would then get into the get into the playoffs as the seventh seed and the Steelers would have a better conference record. So the Steelers would then go to the Chiefs if that situation happens. I really think of those three scenarios, the two that you'd most like if you're the Steelers, and you like any of them at this point, right? You just take getting in the playoffs. But I think the Steelers could match up very well with the Chiefs and the Dolphins potentially the bills if they are on not on their their game the bills are a team i've seen be mercurial in that they could be really good or really bad or kind of below mid and if they catch them on the, either of those last those last two the steelers would have a good chance to to, to fight in the, in that game and, and pull out a win but if the bills come on point I, I think when the bills are on fire this year they're one of the best teams in football so if josh allen's doing his thing and he's cooking and you can't do anything about it that's just going to be that. But the Dolphins, they're, they're facing a lot of injuries right now. It's why I'm a little shaky about the Dolphins even winning that game in the first place. But it's a division game. The Dolphins have been playing well at home, and they haven't lost back-to-back games all season. There's some intangibles there that Kyle Krabs from Locked on Dolphins went over with us in our Friday episode that could play into them pull, pulling that off. So there's that. But there's also the Chiefs. And the main way that you that you hurt the Steelers right now is by passing over the middle and hitting them up with different receivers. and Right now, the Chiefs have one receiver that scares you, and it's, and it's Travis Kelsey at tight end. And if you focus, and if Mika Fitzpatrick's back, and you can focus on taking him away and force Patrick Mahomes to beat you with Justin Watson and Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, I think the Steelers will actually take that kind of a matchup and trying to win the line of scrimmage more often to try to take away the one you know the primary option, force him to win with guys that are dropping the balls, dropping footballs at high rates, and then trust your offense to be able to get just enough on the road again. Um, to get you enough scoring to win the game. So I think either one of the Dolphins or the Chiefs would be a, a good matchup. But, you know, you're probably sitting there, but Chris, what if TJ Watt can't go in, 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 all, in all likelihood? I hear you. That's tough. The Steelers have a terrible record without TJ Watt. I think it's like they, they've won maybe 11% of the time when TJ Watt hasn't played in the game. But I also think that this might be the best suited Steelers team to deal with TJ Watt's injury in his entire career with the with the Steelers, well, since he became the TJ Watt when he was a rookie, they could have dealt with it. But um, since he became like the the superstar player that everyone relies upon, um, 
wow, this game is still tied late in the third quarter. Uh, but uh, since he became that that guy, the Steelers have not been prepared for those situations. Remember, they brought in Malik Reed last year when T.J. Watt went out uh, in the middle of the season with a bad injury um, that took him out for two months. Uh, and that was actually early in the season after the first game. Uh, but that that team was not prepared for that. They were hoping that him and Alex Highsmith could hold it down uh, and that they could develop something behind them. It didn't happen. This year, they've developed something. You know, They've gotten in Marcus Golden, who's very much understood his role, not like Melvin Ingram, and has been able to fill in, in in key ways. And also the emergence of Nick Herbig, who has just played very well for the Steelers. They have answers there. Now, of course, you'd love to have T.J. Watt, and I think that not having T.J. Watt TJ Watt is so consistent at all the basics and fundamentals of football that when you run the ball, you don't want to just run it right at TJ Watt all the time. You want to find different ways to try to get him out of the way, run around him, run away from him, but not run to his gap because he's probably going to win that assignment. But, uh, you know, what he, he adds on top of the fundamentals, he adds the splash plays, which is why he's uh, if, if, if things hold up, if he continues, if uh, Trey Hendrickson doesn't get, three sacks uh it'll be i think the third time in tj watt's career that he will have led the nfl in sacks uh and that's just insane um but with all that being said i think that this team has been built on trying uh, on finding ways to win i mean this team i think has only had tj watt cam hayward and Minka fitzpatrick healthy to start and finish the game twice this season and yet they're 10 and 7 hoping for a ch for for a chance at the playoffs and feeling good about it and i think a big part of feeling good about it has been mason rudolph bringing in and just bringing some stability to the offense has been Najee harris and the run game just being revived and this is even when even with jalen warren having a rough day with two fumbles one of which was lost and cost the steelers points um you know, and this is with George Pickens, you know, who everyone thought was just going to be crazy and was just, you know, he was just, you know, a, a bad teammate. And now all of a sudden he's blocking for guys. He's doing all the things that he's that he's supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, he, he's heading in the right direction. Deontay Johnson, everyone was saying he'll never score a touchdown. Here he is scoring a big touchdown to give the Steelers a lead uh, in, in a big moment. Uh, the Steelers have overcome a lot of narratives that were put out there about them. And I think that's why this team is so dangerous right now, because, Against the Bengals the first time, they went to Pat Frymuth, he killed them. The second time, they used him as a decoy, they killed him with they killed them with other players and scored even more points. And then with this game with the Ravens, you heard Mason Rudolph after the game talking about how we, you know, they were taking away George Pickens. We went elsewhere. The, the the ability to beat you multiple ways is what makes you the most the more dangerous team in in in, in situations. Last year, the Steelers had one way to beat you. Their defense was gonna kick the snot out of you, and then you're you were gonna get maybe a couple touchdowns here or there and then if the if the run game worked great but it wasn't consistent this year the running game has emerged with the with the presence of broderick jones and isaac sayamalo on the line they have really boosted the group uh Najee harris and jalen warren have developed into a great one-two punch um and then george pickens has grown up grown up a bit as a wide receiver along with deontay johnson being the, the solid vet that he is um and then pat fryermuth emerging as a better blocker for the steelers darnell washington connor hayward being good compliments at that at that position uh, you have a you have an offense that has a lot of different things, and then again on defense, you got Alex Highsmith. If, if, if even without T.J. Watt, Herbig, Golden, Hay Hayward, who's been quieter but still been solid at least in in holding down his his spot at times. Your linebackers have stepped up for you. Landon Roberts only one tackle in this game, but it was a big one on a screen that if he doesn't make this tackle, it might break open for a big play. Mark Robinson filling in for a strong game. Uh, Miles Jack playing really strong this this season coming off the bench. A again, Eric Rowe, what he's done. Patrick Peterson 
Joey Porter Jr. This is a team that's found so many different ways to come through in big moments. That's why I think that they, if they do get into the playoffs, they are dangerous. Now, again, they have to make the playoffs for that to even happen. They didn't do their job all season long, but in the last three weeks, they did everything possible to get to get to get it done. And that's the sign of a team coming together after the adversity and finding ways to win. There's a lot to still discuss with this team. We'll do that throughout the weekend. If the Steelers do make the playoffs before Sunday night when the Dolphins and Bills play, I will give I will be giving a short episode, whether it's tonight after this tie, if it's a tie, I don't think it's going to be a tie, or if it's uh, after the Titans-Jaguars game, which is early in the afternoon. So uh, we'll give you a, a quick response there. And then, of course, we'll have a full, res- full response and full episode after we know the Steelers' fate Sunday night with not only if they're in the playoffs, but if they are, who they'd be playing and get you ready for the week there. Thanks again for tuning into the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We appreciate Dr. Karina Maharaja for joining us yet again. We'll see you back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast very soon. Remember to follow us on uh, you know, follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Subscribe, to, like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily episodes as well as bonus episodes like this one that we had coming out over the weekend. We'll see you again here very soon on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 